Reese, Bibbs, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys gonna do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am your COVID-free host, Maurice Williams, at Mind of Reese on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, joined by my co-host, who is also COVID-free as far as we know, Michael Bibbins, aka Bibbs, <laughs> at Bibbs Corner on Twitter. Bibbs, how you feeling, brother? What's going on? Hola, como estas? What the... Uh, have you, <laughs> you watch the Sopranos movie? Oh, wait, that's, that was. That, that's Spanish. I did, like, I did like the I did the Italian hands with the right. Spanish voice. I was I was kind of tripping. I thought um, you seen the Sopranos movie or something. What the hell? No, I have not. I actually, did they... I don't know what that new movie was. The Saints of Newark or something? Whatever. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm getting a little scratchy. I don't like that because I got to do a presentation Wednesday for work. But other than that, I'm good. I told y'all my my neighbor sure? had been coughing across the street. Uh, he might have got that long range COVID. <laughs> he might got that that sixty foot of that boy a COVID sniper. Wait, did you just? <clears throat> so yeah I, I don't know what i don't know what's going on but hopefully it's nothing it's that time of the year i usually deal with some seasonal stuff mm-hmm. so um i'm thinking i might need to go to the doctor to get an inhaler because my my lungs start to get a little little weird around this time of year happens with old age i understand uh so... i'm gonna let that slide <laughs> so uh this week it feels good to actually have something to talk about this week and not have to, to force it, uh, NBA Media Day started this week for teams. All teams had their media day. Players got the chance to talk. We got to learn uh, how players, coaches felt going into the season, how they felt about the offseason, things they've done in the offseason. Uh, but before we get into that, um, I did work today. And while I was at work, I was watching the Saints game. So I know they were like, I don't know if the – the fan jam for the Mavs was like, could you watch it? Or was it just people posting clips? I saw some people watching this. I don't know if it was available online. The, mm-hmm. the tweet saying that you could watch the stream never hit my timeline. So I don't know. People were definitely posting clips, but it was like media clips. So it had to be oh, okay. streaming somewhere. Um, <clears throat> okay. I just never saw the tweet. And I was doing stuff anyway. So oh, Okay. I was going to ask if you watched it, but I did see a clip. Uh Obviously, the clip of Luca and KP having fun, Man, laughing on the bench. Laughing on the bench together, man. Uh, Luca hit KP with a nice dime for a dunk. You the know, bar is low. The bar is low. All right, man. I mean, when they barely interacted last season, anything like <laughs> they if they pound each other, it, wait, hold up. Um, if they give that's, each that's, other, that's too far. That's no need on that. Though. If they give each other a pound, people would think they're the best of friends. So, uh, okay. But since you didn't watch Fun Day and I didn't watch Fun Day, uh, let's get into NBA Media Day. Let's start from the top to the bottom. Before we do that, 
last week we did a little something. We dropped the uh, <laughs> we dropped a little survey <laughs> uh, to to try to get some feedback for the listeners. Uh, we have d- developed a little bit of a listenership, if you will, mm-hmm. and you know we're going into a new season. We started like midway, not even midway. It was after midway. It started in February, so yeah, back into the season. And um, actually, no, that wasn't the know, back end. That that was oh, that's right. The season, season started, started in December. Late. That's yeah. right. That's right. So like I guess it was pretty. It was yeah. pretty. Yeah, it was pretty midish. Uh, mm-hmm. So we 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 started in the middle of the season. This is going to be our first full season doing this. So before we went into that, we wanted to see what y'all thought, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, and how we could fix that. Uh, what changes we can make. Uh, some things that we've been talking about behind the scenes, like which of those things that y'all actually want to see, so we can maybe prioritize what moves we make, if you will. Um, I've been reading through the responses we've been getting so far. There's a couple of those things that y'all have already said to us that are going to start happening hopefully in the next week or two. So stay tuned. However, for those of you who have not taken a survey yet, pause the podcast right now. Yeah, I'm talking to you. That person over there that has scrolled past that link. I posted it every day last week. You saw it. I told you two minutes. It's 12 questions. Nine of them are multiple choice. A couple of them are optional fill in the blank type answers. You, when you go to the toilet, listening to this podcast right now, pull it up, go to go to Viv's <laughs> Corner, go to my pinned tweet. It's the pinned tweet. Hit the link literally less than two minutes. If it takes you more than two minutes, I will send you $5. That's a guarantee on me. He's lying. <laughs> just want to let y'all know he's lying i don't that's care how that. fast you finish it just finish it for us we greatly appreciate it it's to the people who have taken the time out of their day to finish it in two minutes who did not receive five dollars we appreciate you as well <laughs> thank you uh it, it does help a lot that sounds cliche but you know bibs put a lot of time into creating that survey for us so could take the time to finish it it helps us improve the show for you help us help you that's right this is this is your show we we, we deliver the oh. message but <laughs> delivering it for you we, we, we're here for you we want to serve the people so uh okay that was a bad bane impression uh that was a bane impression just the people part just the people part that that was god awful bro what a deliver for you the people <laughs> wait hold on Yo, Are you, you Bane or Pee Wee Herman? Yo. Oh, stop. Boy, you sound like <clears throat> Pee Wee Bane. Oh, my God, boy. I need a drink after that. I just turned my volume all the way down. Let me turn it back up. Oh, oh man. man. That was different. You know what? I'm, uh, I'm going to just stop doing voice. Stop. It's not even late <laughs> enough for me to be tripping like It's this. not. That little ass bottle of water. <laughs> If y'all could see this right now, <laughs> Biz has the little bottle of water that be in the cooler at the kitty parties. Like the joint that's like, yo, I wish, I wish, I like, 
uh, <clears throat> the joint that's like the same height as a pack of double mint. What is that? McDonald's honey mustard. <laughs> I don't know. That's why he can't do the damn Bane impressions. The motherfucking mouth dry. <laughs> Oh man, we are off track. I think oh, one of the man. comments, one of the comments that came through, said too much banter. Get to the point. <clears throat> so that's what it I'm said. Kidding. Just, just something like that. Something like that. Let's banter some more. Then I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Do the opposite of what y'all suggest. Either you with us or you not. That's somebody, go, somebody going to suggest keep the show going. Then we going to do it. All right. <laughs> uh, we ain't got no choice there. We signed our lives away. I mean. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Mavs outside is Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> How they blow up so fast now, you know. I just snorted it too, man. I don't, I don't get to meet Jay-Z until. I don't get to meet Jay-Z until my second life <laughs> contract though. So. <laughs> We off to a start here, people. Uh, I, did, I I was there to help record for Don, though, just so you know. No, uh, <laughs> so let's get to the Mavs media day. Let's start with Jason Kidd, the newest head coach of the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, some of the key points that he mentioned uh, in his uh, his presser that was interesting. Um, first of all, he mentioned that he wants KP to play the center position. No. <clears throat> he did mention that. But the main thing people... No, wait, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Not the center position, the four. Yeah, the four. That's what we're here for. We want... That's what we're here <laughs> for. You know what? <laughs> he wants KP, KP to play the power forward position. Uh, he had mentioned... I think he mentioned something along the lines of uh, KP... Feels more comfortable playing the power forward position. What are you watching? I'm sorry, I'm watching the Buccaneers and the Patriots. <laughs> you, you over here they clapping? Just, you could have muted. They All just right. did. They just did the double end around flea flicker, five thousand. Like and it worked. <clears throat> the Buccaneers did it. The Patriots. Thank God. They've been they've been getting real tricky out here though. Good. They but, did a. Uh, uh, they did the uh, double reverse. Pass across the field, down the field. All right, I'm gonna shut up. I don't care about yes, that. yes. So uh, he mentioned that KP will most likely, uh, more than likely, start at the four um, this season, which you know some people were okay with, some people weren't. I'm some okay people, with. I'm okay with it as well. Uh, me and Bibbs are in agreement. Uh, I know a lot of people don't want KP to start at the four because they don't want two bigs out. Well, quote unquote bigs because. Mavs do not really have bigs, but uh, most people would really prefer a Dorian Finney-Smith starting at the four with KP at center, but y'all are the same people that complain about KP's lack of defense, so I'm not sure what you want. Um, this also means either Timmy, Reggie Bullock, or Dorian Finney-Smith will be pushed to the bench. Now, let me make this clear. In the NBA, it's not about who starts the game. It's about who closes the game. That's, That's what's facts. most important. Most of these six men of the year, Manu Ginobili, Jamal Crawford, Jason Terry. Jason Terry came off the bench. Did y'all forget this? Come on now. So even if Reggie Bullock or Timmy comes off the bench, I'm pretty sure both of them will be in the closing lineup as long as Reggie Bullock 
plays up to the hype that y'all have set for him. Notice I said y'all, but um, he did mention that KP will still play some five this season. I'm pretty sure the rotations will change a bit. Um, <clears throat> the only question now is who's going to be the five starting next to him when he's starting at power forward. Roy Mazar, Mr. White Powell. I would prefer someone else, uh, but we'll get we'll, that's something we'll get into. Uh, Bibbs, what's your thoughts on Jason Kidd's comments on him starting at the four? Um, first of all, when they said he was starting at the four, uh, that got me a little excited. I personally don't see him as a center, and I think people have to get away from he's tall, so he's a center. That's that's stupid. You got to look at his game. His game is not center like in any way, shape, or form on either side of the ball you can't put him in the paint to to draw the defense to him and you can't put him near the paint to protect the rim anymore that's just not what he is at this point in his lifestyle and his lifetime i'm not trying to see him banging bodies if we can avoid it now again starting him at the four recognizing that he is a four does not mean you cannot play him at the five so just relax on that there will be opportunities for him to play at the five and it to be advantageous for us. But there are other times, and that's most of the time, where it is not advantageous for us and it's not advantageous for him. He's not built to last like that. Why would you subject him to that type of abuse that regularly if you can avoid it? You put somebody beside him to take the banging and... <clears throat> he could come over for the weak side blocks and stuff like that. That's how you build up to him being able to play those center minutes like he like we want him to. Um, and then when you are in your kill mode or whatever, you could play him at the five, do an offense-defense type of thing, whatever you need to do. But I'm so far from what I've seen and heard, despite how I felt about the hiring of Kid, as far as his philosophy and how he uses players, that's one way that I think I'm going to get along with him as a coach is because he's willing to see the things that aren't set in stone. The ste- he doesn't pigeonhole or stereotype his players based on how they're, how, what they're supposed to be. He's going to play what, to their skill sets. So I, I'm, I'm with it so far as far as that goes. Uh, I agree <clears throat> on that aspect. Uh, that's something I think we'll touch on more in um, some of the comments that uh, another player had uh, later down the line that we'll get to. But <clears throat> sticking with the comments that Jason Kidd had about star players on the Mavs, he mentioned that Luca, and this kind of got some, you know, some feedback with Mavs fans on Twitter. <laughs> he mentioned that Luca is uh, quote unquote a young Picasso. The exact quote was, I don't know if anybody ever told Picasso that he had to use all the paints, but I just want to remind him that he can rely on his teammates, that his teammates will be there to help him. This narrative that Luca does not rely on his teammates has really been pushed by Mark Cuban and now Jason Kidd and Donnie Nelson before he left since the Clippers series earlier this year. I don't understand what... What do y'all want? He can't make, he can't force them to make the ball go in the hoop. I I feel like I already know, but I'm going I'm to I'm let you go first. I'm pretty sure we share the same sentiments on this. How did you feel about these comments? Yeah, I'm going to keep it brief. Um, we've talked about it all summer since Donnie's comments that 
I don't understand the point of acting like Luca's doing something wrong uh, to act like he's selfish or ball or um, <clears throat> that the offense running through him is his fault in some way, shape, or form. I don't understand the logic, what they're seeing that would make them say that. And there's this whole thing on Twitter where people are saying, oh, Luca's in on it. They're doing it to build other people. What, what, what to what end? What do you gain? What is there to gain by doing that? Whether it's scripted or whether they legitimately believe that he has the ball too much and it's his fault. There's absolutely nothing to gain because all that does, and Mark Cuban does this, he makes a comment and then he gets, and then he, then it like becomes a problem. It's like KP's got to answer questions about it. Luca's got to answer questions about it, but he acts like, like he's not the one that created it. That's that's not cool. That's not cool at all. Luca's not the type of dude that needs to be answering that type of question. He's not the type of player that should have to answer a question about whether or not he shares the ball. That's not. I, that's stupid. I agree that is stupid, but I think the Mavs do think they have something to gain from pushing this narrative out there. It's the fact that Luca does have talent around him, and that they're doing a good job with putting the talent around him. He just needs to rely on them more and allow them to do more. And that's false. You failed to put talent around them. You failed to put any kind of different talent around them than you did last year. It's just the same players. You're just adding more pieces to the board. That's it. Y'all got to stop pushing this narrative that Luka doesn't rely on his teammates. There's been plenty of times we've seen them get open looks and constantly miss. And then he's forced to come down the court every single time and force the ball in the bucket and do it himself because his teammates are not helping him. So instead of calling him a young Picasso and saying he need to use all the goddamn paints, tell the paints to work. <clears throat> the paint ain't working. Get new paint. That That's the real problem is, it, and it's, it felt like that when Donnie said it, and it made sense for Donnie to say it since it was his job to acquire talent. So yeah, uh, I did my part. He He's just not using all the pieces <clears throat> I gave him. That's pretty much what it came down to like like uh what uh what's that show chopped where they tell you to make a gourmet meal out of some bullshit that's that's pretty much what luca's situation is <laughs> i've never heard <clears> of that they, show but they acted like they gave him gourmet ingredients it's like chopped they give you like four ingredients to tell you to make something out of it make it work and it's usually like random stuff so they just gave him some random pieces and said hey go make this work and then when he can't force uh, Dwight Powell to play good defense and he can't force Tim Hardaway Jr. to make his shots in game four, five, six when he can't uh, force KP to look like he knows what the basketball court is shaped like with how he moves around it. Uh, somehow that's his fault. I, I don't <clears throat> again, it made sense for Donnie to say it. it doesn't make sense for anybody else to be saying it, especially at this point in the in the process, like stop it and then Luca goes in and he has a layup and he's like, oh, yeah, they said I don't share the ball enough and passes it out. And I got to watch that again for another exactly. season. Nah, put the ball in the hole if you open. If they're open, he'll hit them. And I know he will because he just set a record for the most points scored and assisted on in a playoff in NBA history. So shut the fuck up about him not sharing the ball. <laughs> I don't want to hear it ever again in my life. <laughs> um, You know, no one's going to complain about him, quote, unquote, not sharing the ball. When we're winning. So, if we're winning. So, when we get to that point, when we get to that bridge, we'll cross it. 
But for now, let's get to another point in kids' comments, which <laughs> caused a lot of ruckus because we kind of all knew who the 10% was. But he mentioned that 90% uh, of the team and the staff are vaccinated and expects everyone to be available health-wise for the start of camp. And as soon as this quote went out, everyone said, I'm pretty sure that 10% is who we think it is. And it is indeed Alfonso Clark Burke the third. Is that that man's real name? That's his real name. Shout out to my boy Josh. Got the juice. Uh, he be he he's he's into knowing NBA players' real names and shit. And he hit me with this one night. He texted me. He was like, uh, "Nah, before one of the playoff games," and he was like, "Yo, I helped Alfonso go off for y'all." And I'm like, "Huh?" I had just woke up in the morning and he was like, Alfonso. I was like, yo, who the fuck is Alfonso? What are you talking about, yo? What does Carlton have to do with this? Like, what is, that, what is going on? He said, that's Trey Burke's real name. I said, why do you know that? Like, but yes, uh, Trey Burke is, I'm oh, not man. saying Trey Burke is the entire 10%, but he might be. Um, it did also come out later after media day that I think he does not plan on getting the vaccination. Is that what he yeah, said? His tweets or his posts <laughs> seem to indicate that. Uh, Let's just say Andrew Wiggins said he wasn't getting it, and that motherfucker got it. So when the money is involved, it? remember he was saying his religious beliefs and whatnot, like you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know Trey Burke. Um, the difference there is that Wiggins plays in a city that he's not going to be able to play half his games if he doesn't have it. The Mavs. Oh don't yeah, have Texas that is different. That's different. You're right. So, yeah, uh, so he he might be able to survive, and then when he travels, survive. I think Golden State. I mean, that was probably the wrong word. I mean, he probably could like he's not gonna have any issues with like missing games due to that. He's I'm sure have he will. Issues missing games because he's trash. He's gonna have Other issues missing games because he's probably gonna get cut. That's that's the thing. If somebody said. Uh, Cause I, you know, I've been calling for him to get cut since the beginning of time. <laughs> people said that, you know, if they, if they, if they cut him, it might not, it might be a bad look for the team because they're gonna lean on that vaccine. And next thing you know, he on Fox News talking about how he wants his job. <laughs> this anti-vaccine. It's sad because so. you're absolutely correct. <clears throat> it's sad because you're absolutely correct. But uh, yeah, Trey Burke is the the only player on the team, as far as we know, that is not vaccinated. He does not plan on getting the vaccination. Not sure how the Mavs are going to move, uh, how to handle that moving forward. Um, trade his ass to a team that doesn't care or cut his ass. He he has no leverage, bro. Like, he played like trash last season. Unless he come, if he comes out and ball this season, you ain't got to get the vaccination. I don't care, bro. Do what you want. Like, <laughs> you ain't even hooping. Nah. Get the needle, I'm boy. I'm pretty sure if. Frank Nilakina pinned his shot on the backboard <clears throat> during one of them clips they released online. So Frank about to take his spot with ease. Easily. Well, we know you. We know you know. And no trash talking, uh, Frank the Tank anymore I'm not on this speak show. Any bi- in any biased manner in his situation. Okay. Okay. He's on the squad now. You can't trash talk until he mess something up. We trash talk eighty percent of the players on this squad, and you telling me I can't trash talk him because they done squad. things to deserve it. He hasn't, <laughs> he hasn't, he hasn't done anything to deserve it yet. Okay, you're uh, right. In a, in Benef- a okay. You're right. Benefit of the doubt. He got that. 
So let's move on to the star of the team. Our boy Luka Doncic. Uh, he had a few comments that were uh, a bit worthwhile. Uh, he did mention that he um, learned from the playoffs and the Olympics that he needs to be more vocal as a leader with his teammates. And I 100% agree with this statement. I'm glad that he's uh, uh, maturing in this manner, uh, being vocal on the court, especially, you know, you're the leader of a team. I understand you're young, but these players are going to go as you go. You see it all the time. When Luka is getting on a hot start and he's hyped up and he's vocal and he's showing his ass, the teammates follow, especially with Timmy. When Luca is fired up, Timmy is fired up. When Luca is fired up and Timmy hits that yeah. one three that we need to go in to really like get the team hot, you see Timmy fired up. So even when the team isn't already fired up, you need to find a way to fire the team up that doesn't involve your play on the court. They need to be able they should listen to you in huddles. You should be able to motivate them in huddles. You should you know, what's that uh damn that video, Goran Dragic, I believe it's in FIBA, when he's basically about to rip these dudes' heads off, like, why are your heads down? Lift your heads up. Play. That's probably a terrible Goran Dragic impression. But nonetheless, nonetheless, I love these comments from Luca. I hope he really takes this serious going into the season. And even in training camp, uh, how do you feel about it? I'm pretty sure we share the same sentiments, but how do you feel about it? Yeah, I think uh, it is good. It is, uh, Luca wears his emotions on his sleeve, mm-hmm. and when he's mad, it's very obvious. When he's happy, it's very obvious. So right now, the team just reads off of his body language and how he's acting. He has to be able to communicate how he's feeling, why he's feeling that way, in a way that doesn't hurt people's feelings because some of the players on the team might be a little softer than others. And uh, he has to know that deliver the message in a way he basically has to be a a coach on the floor. And I think again, Jason Kidd is in a position to kind of show him how to be that. Um, I I don't recall any issues with Jason Kidd and teammates back in the day. I think just being in a coach's chair might've affected some things in his time, but <clears throat> but yeah, I think it's that's that's definitely the next evolution for, for uh, Luca is to become a leader on the court vocally. Uh, I would like for someone else other than Luca to become a leader on the court vocally and tell him to get his ass back on defense and stop arguing <laughs> with referees because I'm pretty sure he's not going to be that vocal about himself. But uh, maybe his maturity also extends to uh, him actually maturing in that manner. So if I see Luka get back on defense the first game of the season, I'm calling for the Western Conference Finals. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I'm holding my breath. (laughs) Moving on to uh, some other points in uh, Luka's presser. He mentioned that KP is in way better shape this year, especially mentally. I think KP being in shape mentally is more important than KP being in shape physically. What do they always say? Mind over matter. Usually when a player goes, a player gets injured, they probably think they can't do this. They can't do that. I don't want to do this move because I don't want to re-injure myself. KP's going into the season healthy. He doesn't have these lingering, uh, lingering injury issues going into the season. He comes in, he can play his game. He does actually look in shape physically, as we saw in that team photo. Uh, 
boy been in the gym the right way as opposed to just taking pictures lifting weights and shit <laughs> but i am happy to hear that kp is uh going into the season healthy mentally and i think that's a hint that maybe there is a little camaraderie and friendship going on between luke and kp how else would he know what kp's <laughs> how else would he know what kp's mental is like unless they talk i'm just saying bibs like hey look man i see you face palming what you come on i don't care about them being friends <laughs> but <laughs> but i also took that mentally part as very very again just like it's obvious when Luca is happy and when Luca is upset, it was obvious that KP was not comfortable, was not right, was overthinking, was aiming at shots. Like he was not, and I don't know if Rick Carlisle was a lot of the problem. It feels like it. Mm -hmm. uh, his confidence obviously wasn't there, whether it was in his body or in his game. I feel like he <clears throat> felt like he was letting the team down and or Luca specifically. And again, Luca made it very obvious that he was bothered by the way he was playing. Now, Luca specifically mentioning his mental lets me know that Luca knew that that was what was going on with him, and notices a difference. Obviously, whether it's through their conversations or just seeing, like you can look at the man and see he's happy. Press conference, happy, chipper, on the court, laughing, smiling, giggling. Like, he wasn't doing that stuff last year. That wasn't him. He's very stoic, quiet, professional. So I, I feel like the vibes behind the scene are immaculate. Shout out to Jalen Brunson. The vibes, <laughs> the vibes are good. Come on, right show, now, please. We'll, we'll see if there's any <laughs> adversity that comes up to test that. But as of now, I'm enjoying the ride. You know, we got a couple weeks to the season. So Men mentally healthy KP is just as important as physical in my I opinion. Agree. So I agree. Uh, if he's out there, his mind is not right. It's just as bad as him just not being able to be out there. So if not more important than the physical, but uh, you are an athlete, so your your physical health does matter. But I think the mental has a lot to do with you know the change in staff, like you mentioned. Obviously, he had issues with Rick. Uh, it seems like Jason Kidd has instilled a lot of. Um, a lot of trust in KP and a lot of freedom in KP. He's, you know, kind of let the leash get a little longer on KP, which goes into uh, KP's presser where he mentioned that uh, Kit told him, if there's something you want to do on the floor, be used a certain way, anything, tell me and we'll make it happen. I think that's huge, especially considering the relationship Rick Carlisle had with KP. Uh, they didn't have a good relationship. It seemed like Rick was obviously Rick is a great coach. We know this, but Rick was very strict. Uh, it seemed like Rick wanted to do things his way. Didn't seem like KP had a lot of freedom on the court. Seemed like the only person who really had freedom on the court was Luca, and even his leash probably was a bit short. So I can imagine what KP's leash. Uh, was like, uh, what do you get from these comments, babes? Again, I think this whole summer has been about making KP feel good, um, making KP happy, 
making KP feel like he's loved and needed and special. He's a special little boy. And it has worked. <laughs> and this is this is an extension of that, of just, hey, KP, hey, buddy, that, that mean old bully's gone. Coach Kid is here, buddy. And if there's something you want to do, there's something you want to do, buddy. Just let me know. <laughs> All right? We'll make it happen for you. All right. All right, old buddy. Oh, oh okay. Uh, you don't want to post? Okay. Go stand over there, KP. Cut, cut across, KP. Is that what you said you want to dunk? Hey, guys, let KP get a donkey. All right. So uh, we'll see how long that lasts. But again, that's all catering to KP's mentals. I'm, I'm here for it, if that's okay. what it takes. Because he gets paid to way too much money. He gets paid way too much money for it not to be that. So it is what it is. I was about to say, it sounds like you're not a fan of the coddling, but, you know, uh, you did turn that around and say you are okay with it. You just understand. Uh, you're just saying it for what it is. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, uh, pretty much. So, I know you, uh, you probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but uh, I'm going to take over the reins again uh, to tell you a bit about our ad I'll sponsor Anchor. Uh, back in 2020, during the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment, uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone and that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Like I mentioned, when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free, you can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. Uh, another point in Chris Stops Porzingis' presser. He says he didn't, uh, he says he didn't do what he's capable of. On the defensive end, he feels he's maturing as a player and wants to play his best his best basketball in all areas. I'm gonna let you take this one first. So, as we've established, KP is a media savant. He knows what he's doing. He knows what to say. He knows how to say it. He knows how to look when he's saying it. He's good on the mic. All right. Um, Real MC move the crowd, etc., so forth, all that good stuff. Um, 
KP, the words are right. They're, they're correct, right? We can't disagree with what he said. But unless he's saying, I didn't try on purpose, I sabotaged us, those comments don't mean anything. Um, that's the only way that those comments mean something. He said, I didn't do what I could have done because fuck y'all or <laughs> whatever he was trying to like unless that's what he's saying then it didn't mean anything it's just word mouth service that's so nice. i will see what it looks like on the court and then i'll make a judgment on whether or not he's a new man this year so we'll see uh my comments my response to that comment is very short you're gonna have to show me um I feel like I've seen what you're capable of on the defensive end, not on the offensive end, but on the defensive end, I think I've seen what you're capable of now. Uh, if there was anything that you're referring to that you weren't capable of, that was just lack of effort, which means you just didn't care. Uh, I get it. You're not getting the touches you want on the offensive end, so maybe we'll see some effort on defense this year. But like I said, you got to show me. I'm not getting excited about these comments or hyped up about these comments until I see some actual results. Moving on. I can't tell y'all what I just saw. Moving on to uh, another point from KP's presser. Um, he mentioned that he's looking forward to, quote, just feeling free out there and having fun on the court during the season. Was this a shot, Bibbs? Free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, I'm free at last. <laughs> he just had to get another impression in. That one was better than your Bane impression. <laughs> oh, Shout snap. out Martin Luther King uh, Jr. R.I.P. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was definitely a shot. It seemed like, like a shot. That man did not like Rick Carlisle. It was very... <laughs> Very clear <laughs> that there were some issues between he and Rick Carlisle. And again, he smiled and sucked it up during the playoffs last year. But on the inside, he was fuming. And he was like, it's me or him. And fortunately, Rick Carlisle stepped away. So now he's a renewed man. He feels like the man when he walked through. We got to see the results, though. Feel like the man when he walked through. Shout out to Rich Homie Quan. Uh, but yeah, we got to see the results. Um, if Kid is anything like that book said, uh, KP will not be having fun this offseason when he's opening, uh, when he's instead of opening presents on Christmas, he's uh, in a pool doing sprints, <laughs> but, uh, being on the court. Hopefully, Kate, uh, J. Kidd allows him to uh, play his game a little bit more freely. Kind of like I feel like he did in New York. Obviously, we're not going to get New York KP, I don't think, but we still get a really good version of KP. But uh, that's enough of KP. Uh, we've talked about him enough. Like we said, he was in New York. He knows how to do these presses. He knows how to do media day. A lot of this shit probably lies. Let's move on. So... <laughs> To our boy Tim Hardaway Jr., who re-signed with the Dallas Mavericks this offseason. He didn't have a whole lot to say, but he did mention that, quote, I would say the chemistry last year was kind of off because you never knew who was going to start games or how the rotation was going to be. Now, this we know to be facts. 
We know Rick Carlisle had a tendency, not even just last year, but even the year before, to constantly change the starting lineup. We did not know who was starting until a few minutes before the game most of the time. So uh, do you think this is a positive moving forward? Uh, do you think this is actually going to help team chemistry, knowing who's starting and who's not? Uh, what are your thoughts? So my first thought is I don't think Tim Hardaway Jr. realizes that we don't have a team where there are clear starters. I agree. The only clear starters are Luka and KP. The rest of that shit is fluid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. might be clearly the third best player, but then that, that gap isn't that great <laughs> between him and the next five, six, seven players. Uh, there's no center that you could say is miles above the rest of the centers. There's no small forward you could say is miles ahead of any of the other small forwards. So there's going to be situations where kid is going to be mixing and matching too. That's just the nature of the way this roster is built. Uh, if we had a stronger first five, then maybe we would have a set starting lineup. I just think that's the nature of the beast. Um, and then when you were playing like straight buttons, in the starting lineup for a while, you had to go to the bench, Timmy. That's, that's all it is to it. My, my guy, facts. like, you asked, we can't start you. Like, um, and he went to the bench, <clears throat> it didn't work, he brought him to the starting lineup, it worked. So, boom, uh, you that's why he's bouncing around. So, you make your shots, you get to stay a starter, Timmy. If you're not making shots and Bullock is, you're gonna get replaced. Just Ooh. keep that in the back of your mind. Or he just might be more effective off the bench overall even if he is hitting his shots. So, I mean, yeah. uh, I, I feel like he put it together personally, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't buy into that. Yeah. That idea that the lineup is set all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't think so either. And I put in the notes. Yeah. I, I was people. Yeah. I was going to get yeah, to that. People but, seem to but, be attributing, uh, that comment to Bob. Having a Bob Bogaris for the people who are unaware. Uh, you just had to flex that you. Yeah, I did. Right, I anyway. did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I don't. I I I'm tired of y'all blaming everything on Bob. Yeah, I don't know facts. who y'all thought. He's he's been a scapegoat. Like he's the easy target. No, not all the of these dudes were wrong. Rick Carlisle wrong. Mark Cuban wrong. Donnie wrong. Bob wrong. All of them deserved equal blame if you want if at best equal i don't think he had that much influence over the organization i think he had some influence i think he was in people's ears but i don't think he was the one calling the shots i think that's ridiculous personally um to even take it that far uh i'm glad he's gone but stop blaming everything on him because it makes it easy for y'all if you can't see that mark cuban makes mistakes by this point then i don't, I don't know what to tell you I don't know what y'all going, who y'all going to blame it on since Bob is gone when shit start going bad this season and the uh, goddamn rotations be switching out and shit again. I don't know who y'all going to blame it on. <laughs> We're going to have to see. But uh, I, that's really it for Timmy's presser. Uh, moving on to uh, a guy who's going to be getting a lot of uh, attention on the Mavs this season considering his contract is up at the end of the year. One Jalen Brunson, uh, speaking of the contract, he says that contract extension talks are, quote, out of his control, and he is leaving it to his agent. This is a typical answer for an NBA player. Uh, this is a typical answer for an NBA player. Um, 
I mean, it's it's not much to get into with this. Uh, I don't know if you have any thoughts on it. I mean, I don't know what they expected him to say. Yeah, um, I feel like there's only two questions to answer with his extension. One, do you want to be in Dallas? And for Dallas, are we willing to pay him the $55 million or whatever it is? That's the only two questions to answer. That's really you it. You want to be here? Yes or no? Are we going to pay you 55 mil? Yes or no? So the fact That's that there it. hasn't been a deal yet, I can't. I don't know how I feel about it. They're probably going to wait to see how he plays this season. Uh, uh, they might try to deal him at the deadline to see what they can get. It's a dangerous game. Very dangerous game. Very dangerous game indeed. But before we continue to talk about uh, Jalen Brunson's presser and some of the quotes from his presser, uh, we need to pay these bills. So here's a word from our sponsors. Hockey is back and DraftKings Sportsbook has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any hockey game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However they light up the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $1 on any hockey game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net brings you a big win with promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, so back to Jalen Brunson's uh, presser during media day. Um, he said he feels that he is a playmaker when asked if he has the skill set to be a secondary ball handler. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. We've seen you attempt to play make. Okay? I've seen guys wide open. No one's telling Jalen Brunson to trust his teammates, though, when he missed motherfuckers wide open off the pick and roll. No one's telling that to Jalen Brunson, though. Okay? I... I feel like Jalen Brunson should literally be our secondary ball handler. Should also be a shot creator on this team, a secondary playmaker. He just he's not doing it. And I don't understand what I don't understand why we see what he don't. These dudes be wide open. It'd be two guys on Jalen. If it's two guys on you, that means someone is open. Move the ball. Bibbs. Yeah, um, <clears throat> again, I, I enjoyed him at Villanova. I thought he did have that playmaking ability, but for whatever reason, and you pointed out one specifically off the pick and roll, he'll literally look at the big and be like, yeah, you open, but I got this floater <laughs> right here. So, <laughs> I mean, it's cool. He's one of the top finishers in the paint or whatever, but a lot of that is because you leaving a dude wide open and not setting up other people when you do it. 
I, but Bibbs, you said you like when Luca does it. That's that's not the point. When he on the court, <laughs> it's tunnel vision, hundred percent of the way, and he can't be that off the bench. We don't need baby Luca on the backup squad, especially because Luca makes extra passes when he doesn't need to, and Jalen is just literally, literally almost never passing. Every nice. now and then he'll hit a cutter on the baseline or whatever and get his little couple assists and make people say, see, his assist rate percentage of the ratio and the quadrants and all that good shit. But when I look at the actual basketball game, this dude is missing wide open cats off the pick and pop off the pick and roll all the time because I feel like he's scared to pass over his man, personally. There was literally a game in that Clipper series where Jalen Brunson played like 10 minutes or 12 minutes, if that. Was it even that? <laughs> I don't. I don't even know if it was that much. Uh, speaking of his playmaking, he had some words to say about Frank Nilakina, the newest addition uh. to the Mavs squad. He said, "Jalen Jalen Brunson said he's really excited." That was a quote. He's really excited to have Frank Nilakina on the Mavericks and feels uh. he will bring playmaking and defensive impact. Two things that Jalen Brunson literally does not bring. Thoughts, Bibbs. <laughs> Um, I actually appreciated that comment because bringing in Frank, I had a vision of Brunson and Frank as a tandem because I do agree that Frank can cover up some of those defensive deficiencies that Brunson has. That's literally what he did for Tim Hardaway in New York. And he also has that playmaking ability. Brunson can dribble better then Frank Nielakina can dribble, but Frank sees the passes, makes the passes. There will be times where Brunson has the ball and Frank points to him to let him know where to pass the ball. That's the type of thing that I see from Frank that I, I think people don't understand is that he sees the entire game. He may not be able to execute certain things, but he sees two plays. That I, I've literally watched him tell dudes, pass it to this guy in the corner, and then, like, the dude cutting will have a wide open. Like, I've seen him say, do show stuff like that on the court. And that's Lord the kind General of thing I think Brunson like. is talking about that he's already seen from him. Yeah, like, he's the middle linebacker type on defense. Like, he sees the, the what's happening, goes to the spot that he needs to be to, to protect the defensive cover. But, like, somebody posted the clips of him, like, guarding four different guys on a possession and, like, going to the next guy before the passes have been even made type of stuff. Uh, he does the same thing on offense. Like he sees two plays ahead, two passes ahead, and I, that's huge. And I think it'll probably help Brunson in that way as well. Okay, I agree. I think that's a I think that's a very good point that I did not consider. Uh, I mean, I don't see Frank getting that many minutes to be honest to even be thinking about you know like um, him and Jalen Brunson as a tandem together. But I would like to see, to see Frank get some more minutes. Let's. Let's be honest here. Uh, I know we say Frank isn't that good of a player a lot, but let's also consider the fact that Frank Nilakina is still very young. I believe he's 23 years old, 24 years old. He just, I think he just turned 23. Yeah. Literally just, so, turned, just had a birthday. Dude's still young. Uh, maybe he develops on the Mavs batter, you know. Uh, who knows? It, Kyle Lowry was not always Kyle Lowry. Let's just put it like that. Kyle Lowry went through two teams before he signed with the Raptors and became a Hall of Famer. I cannot believe I just said that. But, yes, I just said that. He became a Hall of Famer. Uh, that's really um, it. For, did you add something to add? I was going to add on the on the Frank Nielke the minutes thing. That's, that's another thing that I'm not ready to really touch on as a subject 
I, again, I don't feel like the gaps are big enough for me to say who's going to get what minutes. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how things shake out. I've been trying to pay attention in the clips of who's playing with who, but like I've seen Eugene Omarui playing with the starters and stuff like that. So I don't know if kids trying to throw people off with these clips right. or what. Did we did um, see Josh Green play with the starters too, correct? And that's another thing. Like Josh Green and Frank, I feel like do a lot of the same things. We've seen clips of them playing together though. Um, which lets me know that, that one of them is playing maybe the two or the three. Both of them can do a little bit of playmaking. Both of them can pass the uh, pass the ball a good bit, uh, play great defense. So again, I think Kid has options with this, these groups to mix and match, um, and a lot of versatility with these players can play two, three positions. All right. Well, preseason start. Well, preseason started today with the. Uh... Nets and Lakers. I'm not sure when the Mavs' first preseason game is, but uh, I'm gonna guess and say it's sometime in the upcoming week, which means I'm pretty sure we'll be I'll discussing. Look that up. Okay, look at them now. Uh, I'm pretty sure we'll be discussing that come next week, which I'm very excited about. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna before I move on. I guess I'll wait for you to see if uh, we have games Wednesday. Wednesday against the Jazz on NBA TV, actually. Okay, that's okay. Everyone can watch it. Uh, I think that'll be a fun game. Uh, get to see how it's, uh I mean, yeah, we're not the Lakers or anything. We're the little manager, so I'm assuming everyone's going to be playing. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, that's really it for Mavs Media Day, but there was something else that came out per Dwayne Price. Uh, everyone knows that Tyson Chandler, we've talked about it on the podcast. Tyson Chandler has taken more of a mentor role in uh, one Moses Brown. It's been reported that former Mavs center Tyson Chandler has been busy working out with the team's big men, quote unquote, while deciding whether he wants to be a coach. He's also tinkering with the idea of returning to play for Matt for the Mavs on a 10-day contract. Chandler's future is up in the air. Just a few days with the bigs on this team, and dude said, all right, I need the 10-day contract. Y'all really need me. <laughs> Bibs. 10-day contract got me tight. Like, everything <laughs> up to that point was like, all right, cool. And I can see, like... I feel like it's just a good environment and he wants to be part of that type of thing. And a player contract is a lot more than a coaching contract, even if it's a 10 day. So um, I do hope he sticks on as a coach. I feel like he has been great for Moses already. And I feel like he, I mean, that could be his project. Um, if you could fix Moses, I'm not gonna make a Moses joke. Please don't. If you could fix Moses, that's gonna be good for his resume. That's going to be good for his long-term resume as a coach. I think that that's a project he should take on, quite a person. Well, I wouldn't even say fix Moses. I would say help develop Moses because Moses isn't necessarily <clears throat> broken. He's just a really young prospect, uh, really a raw prospect. But his his frame, he's he's built like a goddamn dragon uh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <What? sake>. But, <laughs> but, since, but since we're on the topic... Of Moses already. What's your thoughts on Moses going into the season, man? Where where would you like to see Moses Brown as far as in the rotation? Starting. Um, so, 
I, I mean that dunk the picture. That that dunk picture got my nipples hard, bro. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm gonna let I'm gonna leave it at your nipples. Um, <laughs> this, come on, man. Okay. Hey, what did what did other what did other survey comments and stop all the <laughs> laughing? So, so I'm trying to trying to do better uh, for whoever that was. But no, um, uh, I watched the G League. So I watched him last year because, again, I felt like he should have stayed in school another year. I felt like he obviously has a lot of physical potential, but I felt like his mental wasn't there. Uh, you got the meme going back a few years of Jalen Hands raising his chin after he got down on himself in the middle of the game. Um and his toughness wasn't there. I felt like he needed to work on his body to get more physical. I felt like he needed to work on his confidence being realizing how big he is. Uh, I felt like he played too straight up and down often and doesn't didn't get wide, didn't use the horizontal space, uh, was too confident in just being tall enough to block everybody's shots. He has to be able to use his body to lean on people. I feel like Tyson Chandler is helping him with that. And I feel like that's helping his confidence. It looks like he's filled out a good bit. Uh, last year, he was doing numbers on certain games. Of course, he had moments of where he didn't rotate the correct way or didn't rotate quickly enough to, and he was getting bodied still. But to act like he can't improve from that is ignorant. He's super young. Is he he's 21? What, I I think he might be younger than that, to be honest. I don't think he, he's been in the league three years. At he least. has? Yes. Okay, Minimal. he might be 21 then. He might be 21. So he's he's super young. His body is, he's still growing into his body. He's 20. Actually, is today his birthday? His birthday is October 13th. Okay, so right He'll around the Okay. On the 13th. Still a really young player. The room for him to grow is, yeah, to act like there's no room for him to grow is dumb. Right. And I, I'm annoyed by people acting like, oh, he's been trashed his whole career. He can't give it. Shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. All right. He is the player with the highest potential at the center position that we have ever had in a Dallas Mavericks uniform. I'm not talking about vets that come in in their prime. Or damn near. I'm talking about a young, raw, big man. The ceiling is the roof, as Michael Jordan said for Moses Brown. It's all up here. The tools are there. He's you can't teach seven foot two. You can't teach seven foot six wingspan. Those aren't teachable. You can fix the body. You can improve the body. I should say. You can improve the mentality. You can teach him how to act in situations, what to do in situations, and coach him up. And if you, if he doesn't have to bounce Porzingis and Luka Doncic. We just need him to be a defensive paint anchor. This is what you do. When Luka comes down the lane and draws three defenders, you grab that bitch and dunk it hard and yell in their faces and tell them that their mom is a trash mother and wow. didn't love them. Oh my God. When it come down the lane after blowing by Tim Hardaway Jr., you put your body on him and send him to the paint and stare at him. That's a tech. <laughs> Briefly. <laughs> That's a you tech. Squat this, 
when you shot swat that shot into the stands, yell with the ferocity of five thousand suns. You feel me? <laughs> five thousand suns. <laughs> what about a thousand lions? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment. All right. All right. No, 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 not at all. Okay. When All Luca right. come down the lane, again, draw three defenders. Maybe he don't get the pass to you, but he puts it on the rim. You come back and you dunk the put back back to clean up. We don't have that, man. We don't have these things. These are easy things. You the get that back. second chance shot, you kick that thing back out to Timmy for the three. Put put the put All back the, back this, is redundant. <laughs> is that's that's redundant. Put the put back back, that's redundant. I'm, 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 I'm done. All right. I'm <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I'm done. Uh, I would like you to to, to kind of read this portion. Um, on a more serious note, Tyrell Terry has left the team again for personal reasons. Uh, do you know anything of this matter? So, the only thing that was reported was that it was a family issue. I believe last time we didn't even get that. Okay. Uh, I'm hoping it's not a similar or related issue. Um, I don't want to say it's tied to the same thing. I don't want people to make parallels necessarily because life happens. I I, I think the uh, Locked On Mavs guys actually got him to open up about what happened last year. I haven't gotten mm-hmm. the opportunity to take a listen to that yet. But uh, I don't like what I'm seeing as far as people trying to dump him because of this, again, life happens. We are in the midst of a pandemic. Ain't no telling what happened with his family. Ain't Ain't no, no we, we saw what happened with Carl Anthony. We, we saw what happened with Carl Anthony Towns. He lost several family members. We do not know what's going on with him. There is no need to speculate. There's no reason to start thinking about him as a, to start tying this to him as a player. All I can do personally is hope for the best. Hope that whomever or whatever the situation is, that it's a, that it's resolved, that every, everybody's good, and he's able to come back to the team and contribute in whatever way he can. In the meantime, um, I'll definitely keep his family in my thoughts and prayers. Same, same. Uh, shout out to Tyrell Terry. Like I said, uh, much love to him. Uh, thoughts out to him and his family. I hope everything is okay. Uh, I kind of want to say, hey, I hope he's able to join the team soon, but I don't want to sound insensitive to the matter. So uh, moving on, this is really the last main topic that we're going to discuss. I uh, feel like this is going to be quick because I'm pretty. We, we share the same opinion on this, but apparently there's been some talk. As you all know, this is the this upcoming season. It's the 75th anniversary for the NBA um, they will be doing a top 75 players of all time list. Uh, 25 years ago, they did the top 50. And I guess some Mavs fans have speculated that, hey, maybe Luca will be on the 75 or Luca should be on the top 75. And um, I'm here to tell you, no, Luca should not be on the top 75 players of all time. List. Sorry. Uh, I don't know why y'all would think that. Um, I understand Luca is a phenom right now, and you know, in the span of these three years, he's done a lot. But when it comes to top seventy-five all time, you're, you're 
out of your fucking mind. Like, I just want you to know that. And and I'm not exaggerating. You're you're actually fucking tripping. Um, Bibs? So, <clears throat> a lot of the speculation around, excuse me, a lot of the speculation around Luca potentially making the list has been tied to uh, the fact that Shaq made the list previously. Uh, Shaq made the list on the 50, and I think he was in his third or fourth year when when that occurred. But didn't Shaq make the finals? And that's what I'm saying. Like He made the finals in his third year, uh, 95. So I think that that's where the parallel is coming from. He's also um, a three-time All-Star at that point, already doing ridiculous things. Like He averaged, what, 29 and 11? to block like he was already like that as well um luca is close but not quite on that level hasn't won a series in the playoffs if he won if he had won the mvp this past year i would say go ahead throw him on the top 75 but he didn't um i think it was maybe dalton that asked who we thought the youngest players on the list would be i think it'll be Jokic and Giannis. Uh, who are both 26. Um, Giannis definitely, if he's on there. If Jokic, if Jokic. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I were think, you saying? Uh, I think the <clears throat> only reason Jokic would be on there is because of the MVP award. Right. But yeah, I mean, I feel like Jokic is still kind of a stretch. Like, right. He might just barely make it. Exactly. Like, I think Giannis is a lot for sure. Yeah. Um, And he would be the youngest. And if. And Giannis is, I mean, Jokic is like 100 days younger than Giannis or something like that. So if he makes it, that would make him the youngest. Uh, I can't see Luka making it. I know that the list is coming out later in the year, but they're voting on it before the end of the year. So even if Luka ends up being an MVP this year, which is a high possibility, uh, I don't think that that's going to be something that people factor in to the discussion. I think something you have to consider when you thought about Shaq being on the list is that at that time, even though it was the 50-year anniversary, the NBA, as far as, like, having deep talent, was still very young. Yep. Uh, it wasn't a whole lot of talent coming into the league like that. You got to remember that 80s and 90s, like, really, the mainly the 90s, but the 80s is when it really, you know, got popular with the Bird and Magic. And, and I can you know. tell you, Bird and Magic literally saved the league. Yes, they saved the league. The league was about to go bankrupt. The NBA Finals were being pre-taped. And that was what? The league the league moved to a 16-team playoff in 1984. Shaq came in less than 10 years after that. So the, the NBA <clears throat> ABA merger was in 77. Shaq came in 16 years after that. There has now been 25 years of the league being the league. Right. <laughs> since that last list there's so, a lot of guys it was much consider. easier for Shaq to make the list back then considering what he was doing uh, it's much harder now with so much talent that came into the league uh, so many greats have made their name you gotta think back then guys like Kobe LeBron, Melo KG, Tim Duncan um, pretty sure I forget Wade. Dirk, Wade uh, pretty sure James Hart and Kevin Durant. Uh, pretty sure I'm Giannis. still forgetting Giannis Iverson, Iverson, Steph, 
Steph, uh, Dwight Howard. Did we say KD? I said KD. All right. Um, uh, Paul Pierce. All right, you're getting a little out of hand now. Come on now, bro. Steve Nash. Steve Nash. Jason Kidd. Westbrook. Westbrook. David Robinson. Uh, Did you say David Robinson? I didn't say David Robinson, but I'm pretty sure David Robinson was, was he on, on He list. was on the list. He was on the yeah, list. That's right. List. He, he was a beast already. Um, Ray Allen. <clears throat> Kawhi. Reggie Miller. Jason Kidd. I said Jason Kidd. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Dame Dollar. We've, Dame, we've already mentioned like <laughs> 20 people. <laughs> yeah, Come on. Like, there's a lot of competition. It's it's Tony it's Parker. Slim. Tony Parker. Manu Ginobili. Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace. Chauncey Billups. Okay, Chauncey Billups not making it. Um Tracy McGrady. He's on he's on my list here. So look. Vince Carter. There's a lot of possibilities out there. I am doing the GOAT series right now. I'm gonna do a top seventy five also. I'm going to do a top 75 also. I've actually tweaked the formula because I feel like a lot of people were upset about how high some of these old heads were last time. So I tweaked the formula that's going to hurt the old heads a good bit. It's probably going to drop Wilt some. Probably, it might drop Bill Russell. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. What about what about Dolph out. Shays? What about Dolph Shays? Dolph Shays going to take a hit probably. <laughs> <laughs> Dolph Shays taking a hit. He was uh, number 40 last time. He was number 40 last time. He might take a hit. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I'm going to look at that compared to the NBA's list and just see how close it is as far as the names that are included. Uh, it's going to be a fun exercise, quite personally. And I know I've been talking about this shit for weeks. I'm actually doing the work right now. It's terrible timing because I got this new job. I'm doing a lot of work for that. And I got uh, a class where I'm doing like multiple presentations. It's um, The class is about to end. My goal is to have the first part of the GOAT series out this week. So be on the lookout for that. Um, I'm mostly going over. I'm going to try to be quick about the methodology portion. And then I'll give you like the first few players, depending on, I'm going to keep them to 30 minutes. And I'm only doing strict 30 minutes. Wherever I stop is where I stop every week. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully y'all are too. It will be on the Mavs Outsiders podcast. Um, I'm going to do it. I'm just title it Bibbs Corner Goat Series or something along those lines. Um, And then Reese, I'm, this is all for you. Like, if you have like a special project you try to do, just title it. We'll title it Mind the Reese, whatever. And then when we do the midweek stuff, so that's just for the future. One of the things I'm looking at for us going forward is having like a making sure we put out at least two pods every week, a midweek something, and then the end of the week what uh, roundup or what have you. So, gotcha, gotcha. um, pers- uh, back to the topic. Actually, but- forgot it. <laughs> I did actually, I did actually for a second there. <laughs> uh, Luca, I'm not trying to see y'all be upset if Luca's not on that list. Exactly. If he's on it, cool. Because I might mute y'all to be honest. <laughs> at at minimum. No, that's the maximum. I won't I won't block y'all, but I might mute y'all. <laughs> but yeah, Luca on the list, fine. Luca not on the list, understandable. Right. He'll be on the hundred list. I know. <laughs> I know some of us may not be here for that, but I, I will survive personally. I'm gonna be here. Casket, 
casket or no casket, I will survive. Oh my god! Top seventy five list. So <laughs> I gotta be around to see that. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I got on that. I'm sorry, I feel like I talk talk too much on that. No, nah, I mean that's I all I really bears. got to say. Anyway, yeah. uh, I just don't want y'all to get y'all panties in a bunch of Luca doesn't make the list. I don't want to see a whole bunch of. Oh, they did it because European, and he they did it. Come on, man, let's not do that. <laughs> let's not do that, please. We just explained to y'all why it's very possible. Oh, you upgraded your water bottle. We explained to y'all why uh, bibs may not make the. I mean, I said bibs. <laughs> why Luca may? Why Luca hey, man, may if not? They put, if they put me on the list, it's an honor. It's an honor. You know, for what I put into the game, uh, it's great to feel appreciated. You know, ooh, that ooh. one time when I touched the NBA court. Oh man, that was enough to get you me. You know what? That's a sign that we've been here too long. <laughs> um, before we go. And before we close this out, one more time, I know y'all probably getting tired of us saying this, but please check out the survey. Please complete the survey for us. It only takes two minutes of your time. Uh, like Bibbs said earlier, if you go to his Twitter page at Bibbs Corner, it is the first tweet on his profile. It is his pinned tweet. You hit that link, fill out the survey, and you're doing us a favor, doing us a solid, so we can do y'all a solid. Like I said, Help us help you. It's all for you. Yeah, it's really time to get up out of here. It's all for you. It's all for you. That's Janet Jackson. And um, <laughs> depending on when we hit a certain number of responses, I can stop plugging it. So keep that in mind as well. Yes. So the more y'all do the survey, the less y'all have to hear about it. Facts. But, uh... Until then, uh, I am Maurice Williams. Like I said, at Mind of Reese on everything. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, subscribe on YouTube. I am doing a series right now called 30 Days of Hoops. I am now 16 videos in. So I'm 16 days in. For the last 16 days straight, I have released a video. I got 14 more to go leading up to the, um, the NBA season. So far, I've done the Timberwolves. The Toronto Raptors, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Clippers, the Rockets, uh, 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 the the Wizards, the Warriors, the Bulls, any team. Uh, I am saving the Mavericks for the very last day. Uh, also, follow the Mavs Outsiders page on Instagram. I am looking to get some following on there so we can start posting more there. Things like polls. Uh, special polls that won't be on Twitter since you know uh, Instagram has different things in the story that you can do. Clips will be posted there as well. So follow it at Mavs Outsiders Pod on Instagram. Bibs. I don't really have anything else to add. Um, I think we we might be. Hold on, damn that clock moved kind of quick on a boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good, man. This is uh I'm excited about these next couple of weeks. Um actually I just remembered something I need to ask you if you want to do on the pie. So I'll uh, close it out if you good. Yep. Uh we can close it out now. Uh for bibs and I, I pointed to myself when I said bibs, but y'all can't see that, so I shouldn't <laughs> for Reese and Bibbs. Uh we are the Mavs Outsiders and we will holler at y'all next time. Peace.